Hear the word of the Lord, taken from Mark, chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? And they answered, as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches that had, cut in, had been cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David, Hosanna in the highest. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. Thank you for joining us. This morning, our parking lot is empty. Reminded me of a cartoon I used to keep posted in my office several years ago. And it's this cartoon of this this, uh, empty church, one person sitting in the pews, a portly pastor standing at the door with obviously one of the leaders of the church. And the caption underneath says, look at it this way. Look at it this way, Pastor. You've solved the parking problem. Well, we've got more than a parking problem these days. We've got more than a parking problem this day. This is Palm Sunday. The day that we celebrate the parade of Jesus entering into Jerusalem. And as I was thinking about Palm Sunday and that parade, I was thinking about all the other parades that take place in our nation around the world. What's your favorite parade? The Rose Bowl Parade? How about uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade? There are a lot of parades. Uh, Google tells us that the largest parade in the world takes place in Hanover, Germany every year. It's called the Schützenfest. Hope I said that right. The Schützenfest. It is a marksman competition, and before the competition begins, they have this gigantic parade. There are 10,000 people in the parade, 100 bands, seven and a half miles long, and 1.5 million people gather to watch the parade, to hear the music, and to celebrate the contestants. Now, that's a parade. As we look at the scriptures, as we see the parade of Jesus coming to Jerusalem, as magnificent as the Schutzenberg Fest parade might be, a parade on Palm Sunday at the beginning of the holiest of weeks was even more glorious. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. 
our strength, our redeemer. May these words be your words. Hide me behind the cross, O God. And for every word that I don't speak that you would have me speak, I pray, Lord, that you would fill in the gaps, that we would hear your holy word this day. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Turn with me to Mark chapter 11. What we find there is the story of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. Each year at the beginning of the Passover feast, the people would gather along the road leading into Jerusalem, the Golden Gate, there near the the Temple Mount. People would gather in the Kidron Valley and up on the Mount of Olives. The people would watch, they would celebrate, they would party. The crowds of that day would rival any parade that we would ever have today. Josephus, the Jewish historian, tells us that in the first century, on average, over 250 lambs would be sacrificed in Jerusalem during the Passover feast. Jewish families were large. It's estimated that when Jesus entered in Jerusalem, there were three million people. Many of them had gathered there in the Kidron Valley and up the slopes of the Mount of Olives to welcome and celebrate those coming to Jerusalem for the festival. I would imagine most of them had heard the rumors about Jesus. The crowd would have been larger than normal. They would be wondering to themselves, is this the year that the son of David will come? Is this the year that the Messiah will come to conquer Israel's enemies? Is this the year? So they gathered and waited. We know from the scriptures that by the time that Jesus and the disciples had made it to uh, the Mount of Olives, and as they made their way snaking down the, 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 the banks of the Kidron Valley, that the crowd was already shouting, Blessed be the kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were already shouting in anticipation. They were waving palm branches. And they, would take the palm, they took the palm branches and they laid them down on the pathway in front of Jesus. Some took their coats and laid them down on that narrow road that ran there. Snaking down and around and through the valley. And then back up to the, the golden gate to enter into Jerusalem. Hosanna. Be the king of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. You see, this greeting was different than usual. Because ordinarily it was blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But the addition of this this phrase, Hosanna, was a cry, God saves. Save now. Or we need that now more than ever. God save now. God, save now. God, save now. The crowds of that day, they expected a king. But Jesus was not what they expected. Over 200 years before, a 
uh, one of the kings, uh, uh, Judas Maccabees, had gathered together an army. Israel was, was, had been conquered by the Greeks and was ruled by the Greeks. They had defiled the temple. Well, Maccabees got this army together and defeated the Greeks. In 163 B.C., he took the same route that Jesus took from the Mount of Olives, down that same road, down through the Kidron Valley, and up to the Golden Gate. The people then took their palm branches and they spread them in front of Judas Maccabees. They took their cloaks and they put them ahead of him. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The same phrase. But you see, Judas Maccabees came on a war stallion. He had drawn his sword and was waving it in the air as he made his way into Jerusalem. His nickname was the Hammer. This was who the people expected and wanted. But here's what happened. Three years later in a battle, Judas the Hammer was killed and buried. That's the way it is with our human kings. They eventually die. But Jesus was a Redeemer King. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, uh, the Jews were looking for their military savior. They were looking for one that would deliver them from the iron fist of the Romans. They were, they were looking for someone who would, who would raise the sword. Instead, Jesus came on a donkey. And as we read the scripture, we know that Jesus' head was bowed. It was almost as if he was with sadness that he entered into Jerusalem. He knew what they expected. And he knew he was bringing more and the suffering that awaited him. Jesus didn't need a war stallion. He didn't need a sword. He had the power of God in his hands. My Redeemer, my King, lays down his life. He lays down his life for us. Jesus was a rejected King. During that first Holy Week, and this week on Facebook Live, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to walk through the journey of Jesus on Facebook Live. And, and what you will find there, there is not one story about Jesus as a military leader. Instead, you will see that Jesus was abandoned. He was betrayed. He was arrested, handed over to the Romans, beaten and crucified. He failed the crowds in their expectations. But Jesus had not failed his purpose. He was a glorious Savior King. Thanks be to God. Jesus was a glorious Savior King. And as the week ended, the Jewish leaders tried to prove that he was no king. Pilate proclaimed that he was just king of the Jews. And Jesus was so much more than either. He was so much more than the hammer. 
Jesus is the king of righteousness. Jesus is the king of the ages. Jesus is king of heaven and earth, king of glory. Jesus is king of kings and Lord of lords. That's my king. That's my king. That's the king I need. A king like no other before or since. A king that cannot be measured or defined. A king that is strong, sincere, eternal, steadfast, immortal. A king with grace without boundaries. Power without limits. Love without, with no conditions. <sighs> Who is Jesus? Jesus is God's son. Jesus is the sinner's savior. Jesus is the hope for the lost. He is the relief for the broken, the strength for the weak and the sinner and the tempted. He is the shelter for the feeble and the power of the faithful. That's my King Jesus. Do you know him? Do you really know him? Do you know him as king or do you just know him as teacher? Do you know him as, as king of kings and lord of lords? Or do you just know him as some historical figure? Do you know my Jesus? Do you know my Jesus? And here's the question this morning. What will you lay down before the king of kings? On that Palm Sunday... They, uh, they laid down palm branches. They broke off the branches from the trees and they laid them down. They took off their coats and they put them on the, uh, on the, on the road. I can only imagine in my head that, the, that you probably could not see the road for all of the palm branches and the coats that were, that were gathered there. Not really much of a sacrifice, was it? What will you lay down today? If you had the chance, what would you lay down before, before our Jesus? Anxiety? Fear? Greed? Pain? Isolation? Lay it down. Lay it down. And, and it may come back, but lay it down again and again and again and again. And never take it back up. Lay it down. Each day we're faced with new challenges. There is a, a, a new voice to follow. Our families, our kids, our health, our communities, our churches, our nation, our world is being threatened. Let me ask you this morning to invite Jesus into your heart. And, and maybe you've done that before. But let's do it again. Let's say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Take hold of me and fill me so full of your spirit that there is no space for anything else. Make a commitment today to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I, I'm going to pray a prayer, and I, I invite you to pray it with me.
I'm going to go phrase by phrase. And as I pray this, invite the King of Kings to come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Clear my mind and heart of anxiety and fear. I offer myself to you. I accept you as my king. I give you my heart. I trust you with my life. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen.